Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we begin a brand new series, Unmasking the Lies of Satan, with author and warfare counselor, Dr. Kenneth Copley. Friends, God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. A new year means new opportunities to meet our speakers and get in-person details about what's happening in our world. Registration is now open for all of our 2023 conferences. This year's theme for our conferences is Clarity to the Chaos. Each conference is packed with speakers that will help you and your family make sense of the nonsense. Our next conference is coming up quickly. It's February 17th and 18th in Niceville, Florida. Speakers include Dr. Larry Spargimino, Doug Stoffer, Greg Patton, Larry Stamm, Josh Davis, and Micah Van Hus. Register today by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com, or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Friends, we have a common enemy who, in concert with a host of evil spirits, is extremely active in our world today. To help us unmask the lies of the great deceiver is a new friend of Watchmen on the Wall, Dr. Kenneth Copley. Here's Greg Patton to make the introductions. Well, welcome, friends, to Watchmen on the Wall. I'm Greg Patton. Such a privilege to come to you today. And we have a very special guest and a, a special friend of mine. We've worked together in so many areas over the past few decades, but a topic that is hot, not only today, if you've been listening to any of the prophecy preachers here on Southwest Radio Church from Billy Crone, Jonathan Cobb, Dennis Cuddy, Larry Spargimino, hey, Jeff Kinley, Micah Van Hunt, you've heard it. They'll all talk about demons working in the world today. We have as our guest today, again, my friend and a specialist, I think is a specialist, in this particular area of working in the demonic. And we're going to find out how this all began. We'll get a bit of testimony from my special guest, Dr. Ken Copley. So I just want to say, Ken, thanks for being here today. It is my privilege to be here. Oh, it's going to be a good time, and I'm going to encourage you folks, call a friend and have them listen to Southwest Radio Church both today and tomorrow, two very special programs on the spirit world. We're going to get right into it, Brother Copley. You and I both kind of got thrust into the area of the demonic, and maybe you can kind of share your story here. Absolutely. I grew up in a fundamental Baptist home. I did not receive the Lord. Matter of fact, I used to sit in church and ask myself, what do these people do for fun? When I was 21 years old, I was sitting at the kitchen table one day. I had tears dripping down my face because I was so under conviction of sin. And my mother handed me a New Testament and said, Ken, if you'll read this, you'll find the answer to what's going on in your life. So I started to read. That night, as I read, I realized that Jesus Christ loved me. He died for me. He shed his blood to pay for my sin. He was buried. He arose again from the dead. And I cried out to him and invited him into my heart and life. And I was born again. 
went to work the next yeah. day, shared Christ with three people who all looked at me like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. And anyway, I read through the New Testament the first week I was born again, started attending a good church. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? And he said, I want you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And wow. I went off to Bible college, Amen. graduated from college, graduated from two seminaries, earned a master's and doctor's degrees, started a church in a little town called St. Cloud, Minnesota. It was growing. Everything was good. We were homeschooling our children. Every morning we would get up, read the scriptures together, and I would always play a tape by a preacher. And one morning, there happened to be a tape slipped in by a guy by the name of Dr. Jim Logan. So we're listening to him, and he's talking about the demonic. And about 10 minutes into it, I said to my wife, that guy's a heretic. I said, on your way to the kitchen, throw that tape in the garbage. So she dutifully did. And then next Sunday morning, I got up in the pulpit, and I said, now, if any of you have any materials by Dr. Jim Logan, I would advise you to just trash them and any tapes, burn them. And that kind of took care of the deal in my mind. Matter of fact, going through all of my seminary training, the only thing I ever heard about the demonic was that we should not read the book War on the Saints. Oh. So that was it. I said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Done deal. Two weeks later, my 16-year-old autistic son shocked my wife by saying, I can't find Luke. My wife said, who's Luke? He said, Luke is my very best friend. Matter of fact, he tells me that God hates me because he made me autistic, that Satan loves me, and that Luke loves me, and he's my companion. I said, whoa, what's going on here? And I was absolutely befuddled. About that time, we started having some other activity in the house. The children's bunk beds would slam against the wall loudly, scared them half to death. So I called a friend of mine, and I said, can you get me some help? I don't know what's going on. And he said, I'll see what I can do. A couple days later, I get a phone call. I said, good morning. This is Ken. He said, this is Dr. Jim Logan. He said, I hear you're having some problems. I said, let me tell you what I did with your tape. Let me tell you what I told my congregation. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Now, I'd also, I was a uh, level two National Association of Biblical Counselor, certified counselor. Matter of fact, I wrote over 100 pages for my final exam. I'd been through an internship. So I thought I was the last word in counseling. Yeah. So Doc Logan, as he asked me questions, I couldn't answer. And then he finally said, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to take you through a PhD level in spiritual warfare. And it's very evident you have never been to kindergarten. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I, that was the start. And I started getting uh, materials from him. I would go to uh, Sioux City, Iowa and sit with him for a week and pick his brain. And he would teach me what he had learned. And then people started to come to see me because... People live in bondage, yes. and many times they don't know what to do. Absolutely. I remember a fellow very distinctly, a pastor friend of mine, drove up to the church I was pastoring, and he said, this fellow is hearing voices. He's been diagnosed as schizophrenic. He said they've gotten the voices to tone down from loud to medium with medication. So I'm talking to the fellow, and he had a clear testimony of receiving Jesus Christ, and I said, when did the voices start? He said, the voices started when I got involved in some homosexual activity when I was in the Navy. And he said, they've just continued. And I said, 
are you ashamed of that? He said, horribly. I said, let's confess that as sin to God. Let's ask him to take back the ground that was given to Satan. And he did. And I said, let's pray and ask God to break the soul ties between those individuals you were involved with and yourself. And he looked at me and he was astonished. He said, the voices have stopped. He said, what do I do? I said, I don't know. Take a walk for a while. I'll have some fellowship with your preacher and come back. And he did. And a half an hour later, he came back. He said, they're still quiet. About a year later, I heard from a friend of mine from his church. And he said, this guy is on fire for the Lord. He said, he's a soul winner. He loves Jesus. He said, he's active in the church. And he said, the most astounding thing about him is he's always grinning. Mm, So I began to understand that People do live in bondage. Jesus said, I have come to set the captive free and to heal the brokenhearted. The idea in the Hebrew brokenhearted is the shattered ones. And we have people in our society through various things have been shattered, and they need God's healing and they need God's deliverance and freedom. Well, as time went on, more and more people came to see me and The day came when I joined a ministry. I was on staff doing spiritual warfare counseling, and then I had an opportunity to open a center in Indianapolis, Indiana, where for a number of years I had the privilege of seeing people come to a great measure of freedom. So some people would ask me, uh, how do you come up with this biblically? And I said, that's great. That's a great question, and we have some answers. Number one, in the Garden of Eden, Satan came to Eve, and he came as a beautiful serpent. He did not come as he is. He did not show his evil side, but then he questioned God's word. He questioned God's integrity. Yea, hath God said... God didn't mean what he says. God doesn't have your back, Eve. So she bought into his lie, and Adam came along, and he accepted the lie and brought sin into the world. Now, throughout the ages, the enemy through the scriptures is very evident to how he operates, and he, the Bible says, was a liar from the beginning. And being a liar from the beginning, he worked through lies. And he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And his main power is through the lie. And give you a great example of this is Peter. And Peter always entered a room mouth first. He was quite a fellow. Yeah. I like Peter. He, Amen. Matter of fact, he's a little bit like I am. Yep. So Jesus said one day to the disciples, who do you say I am? Peter immediately said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, you answered rightly. And he said, more than that, he said, uh, those words didn't come from you. My father in heaven gave you those words. And then same passage, Jesus said, it's going to be necessary for me to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die. Peter said, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen. You can't do that. And I wanted to crawl into the passage and say, Peter, shut up. That's my salvation you're talking about. And then Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. How -hmm. come? Where did Peter get those thoughts? The enemy was inserting thoughts into Peter's mind. Amen. The enemy has power to insert thoughts into our mind. It says in Ephesians, 
be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place, Amen. opportunity, or ground to the devil. Amen. Oh, fantastic, Dr. Copley. Just joined us here at Southwest Radio Church. We're talking to Dr. Ken Copley, author of The Great Deceiver, available here at Southwest Radio Church. We're excited to be able to offer this fantastic book, much of what Dr. Copley is talking about today and tomorrow. 1-800-652-1144 for your order or swrc.com. You can order The Great Deceiver. Southwest Radio Church, Post Office Box 76834. That's Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73147. To get your copy of Dr. Copley's book called The Great Deceiver, and many of us have read this book, and it is one phenomenal work, my friend, well written, and you begin to see uh, Dr. Copley's education and his earned doctorates exposed here in this fantastic book. And so it sounds like you're excited about this work, and you, you got to wonder, because this is one of those topics where a lot of men shy away from. But for some reason, you and I are not shying away, and I wonder, are we okay? That's a great question. I don't know if we're okay or not. (laughs) (laughs) I do know this. God has called us into this work, and this one I can't say no to. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So let me go back to, again, our beginning, because I started out (laughs) Fundamental Baptist. Did you go to Bob Jones University? I did. Yeah, and so did I. So, so much of what we are doing and the work we're doing is really looked down upon by so many, and the question has to be, you know, why is that? Are men fearful, do you think, of the enemy? I mean, I talk about the pastoral role here. I believe there's a great fear of the enemy. Right. Absolutely. They think he can do something apart from Scripture? I mean, the Bible seems to be pretty clear. We're the victors here. Right. That is correct. And Satan was defeated. Yes. And and so I guess it puzzles me. Why wouldn't you want to help people? How many hundreds of people do you think you've helped? I mean, I, I, I've been with you with a lot of those folks. I think we can put that in the thousands. Thousands of people over the years. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're not a kid, though, right? I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, so, you, so you, you started a church, you started a Christian school, you started a college, you started a seminary. You've That's done all correct. that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I guess you're not a lightweight. You know, where did Patton find this guy? Huh? <laughs> You've been around. And I got associated with you because we came under attack, and I had no idea what to do. I, I was never taught this in school. And I thought, what do I do? I mean, I've got this uh, demon screaming at me, and uh, a lot of preachers couldn't help me. I even went on the charismatic role here and, and called some charismatic preachers in town. They couldn't help me. And I thought, what is the deal? And I think reading Jim Logan, who you right. have a great deal of love. He's gone oh, now. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's passed. But you, yes. but you had a great deal of love and respect oh, for absolutely. him. absolutely. So you thought he was a heretic in the beginning. Right. <laughs> and, and then became your mentor in many ways. I did. I understand that he was a ferocious reader. He had read four to 500 books on this topic, on the spirit world. That's correct. Yeah. I've read 119, and they've all encouraged me. Mark Bubeck was one of my favorites, and Absolutely. he was a colleague of yours. Yes, he was. Tremendous. The adversary and overcoming the adversary. Excellent. And uh, again, excited to be able to report that a lot of uh, what all of these men talk about is in Dr. Copley's book, The Great Deceiver, available here at Southwest Radio Church. So there is a great need today for what we're doing. Would you agree with it's that? It's an overwhelming need. Matter of fact, people sit in church pews in quiet desperation because they don't know what to do. Yes, yes. And whose fault is that? I I think it's ours. I think it's the church. Absolutely. Not exposing a biblical worldview which includes the enemy. Now, I believe the balance is 
that we gaze on Jesus Amen. and glance at the enemy, but glance at the enemy, we must. Yes. We don't have a choice. Yes. And it is, uh, according to the scriptures, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, thrones and dominions, powers in high places, and it's a wrestling match. It's up close and personal. When I was in Bible college, I wrestled a squad heavyweight, and I weighed 180 pounds, but I couldn't beat the 190-pounder because he was state champion of Wyoming, but I could beat everybody heavy, so I wrestled heavyweight. And mm -hmm. some of those guys were 350, 400 pounds, just came off the football team, so I had to outmaneuver them. But what Satan is doing is in a up close and personal battle with believers and unbelievers alike. Mm -hmm. Again, he uses lies. He inserts lies into our minds. And we have to take every thought captive Amen. to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And another factor in warfare, we have to stay in the scriptures. Yes. I talked to Good believers, how much time you spend in the Word? Right. Well, you know, I opened it up in church last Sunday. That doesn't cut it. Right. Because the Bible exposes lies. It's God's truth battling Satan's lies. Our whole society is full of lies. You look right. at our political scene. You look at our educational institutions. You look at our folkways. You look at our morals. Lies permeate our society. Mm -hmm. Again, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. When I read the Bible, it says male and female mm -hmm. made he him. Mm -hmm. For this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife. God has a plan and a purpose and a program. And we step outside of that. We bring upon ourselves consequences, mm -hmm. which can be devastating. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Let's get into some of the, the heart of what you do. I've been with you several times, dozens of times, as you have counseled people from all over the place and young and old alike. Where do you start? Let, let's say that I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for quite some time, and, and I'm having some of these problems that are discussed in your book. Where do you take me? How do we get going here? And there are people listening right now have no idea what to do. First question I'm going to ask, yeah. and make sure you know for sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven. Right. That's a huge one. I was kind of surprised you were counseling a 16-year-old recently. I knew we had some demonic problems there, so I thought we'd launch right into it. You went right back to the basics, and I thought, oh, my goodness. He's going back to talk about salvation, and that gal did not have a clear message about how she was saved. That's correct. Yeah, a person needs Jesus Christ in their heart and life. That's the beginning. Right. And then I would ask, why are you here? Yeah. What do you want to see happen in your life today? And that's really so important. And that will bring up all kinds of answers. Someone may say, I'm struggling with depression. And I mean, I'm on meds and I'm switched meds and I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with evil thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with hatred in my heart. I'm struggling with getting along with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can all kinds of things can come up. Right. I'm struggling with believing God is real mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Do you discuss all this in your book? 
I do. Can I just jump back here? And again, you and I both said, hey, we could talk for hours. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> we true. Can. But I put a little a blurb on my Facebook page last week about depression and not so much preaching to the person, but uh, loving them, coming alongside, etc. We had 186 responses to that in just 24 hours. And I thought, this is a really big problem today. And so... How would you deal with depression? Can it be a clinical depression? Is that real where you need medication? Yes, clinical depression is real. Okay. It can be biological, but a lot of times it's spiritual. Okay. We can have spiritual problems and chemical problems, but chemical problems are greatly overdone. Right. A lot of it is just simply spiritual. I was counseling with a doctor, a specialist in neurology one day, and I said, Doc, he's a Christian. How many of your patients, if they really got right with God, would be free? And he said about 95% of them. I've heard that. Kirk Koch, I've heard him talk about that. Yeah. And he said, absolutely. He said, sin has horrible consequences. And one of the consequences of unconfessed sin can be depression. Yeah. And I don't want to bring something forth that would condemn someone, but I want to definitely be able to help somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are talking today with Dr. Ken Copley, author of The Great Deceiver, and he's already shared much of what he's talked about is in his new book available here at Southwest Radio Church. That's swrc.com. If you'd like to get a copy, 1-800-652-1144. This is a blockbuster of a book, and it's so helpful. Again, Dr. Copley and I both come out of fundamental Baptist backgrounds, King James, all of that stuff. And But boy, we were hit broadside, both of us, in different ways. He with his own son, Daniel, me just getting attacked at home as a gal called from the airport. And next thing I know, I'm talking to this wicked spirit called Abaddon. I thought, what has happened to my world? So today, again, where do you think the uh, thrust of the ministry should go then relative to this? I mean, most people listening, the majority of this audience is Christian. I'm sure right now people are listening and saying, I might have some of the things going on in my life that these guys are talking about. Where would we go with that? As a pastor, what would you have me to do? Should I talk about the demonic? Absolutely, you need to talk about the enemy. Matter of fact, to have a balanced worldview, you have to include the enemy. You cannot take a knife and cut the enemy out of the Bible. Yes. Because you're going to have a thinner Bible. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. yeah. The first thing that got people's attention was Jesus Christ. He was working against demons. Uh, Again, it surprises me so much that men do not want to discuss this. I don't know why. I don't claim to be an authority, but I do know there's a lot of hurting people out there. What are we doing? Right. And I would say also uh, the emphasis on Scripture, Jesus said he sent forth his word and he healed them. Amen. And I will say this, freedom includes being in the Scriptures on a daily basis and saturating your heart and mind with the truth of the word. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You had an interesting technique, and I now use that technique. As you counsel people, you'll go into a quiet time of prayer, right? and you will ask that individual, what is God telling you? I've never heard anyone do that. What is your plan there? What is the thought? Well, the Bible says, hear ye him who speaks from heaven. And I believe the Holy Spirit is able to bring thoughts to your conscious mind. And I see this over and over again. Oh, I know you do. Yeah, I'll just say, Spirit of the living God, Lord Jesus Christ, bring to my brother, bring to my sister's conscious mind what the enemy is using against them. If it's a young lady who's bulimic or anorexic, she'll say, oh, he just said, Satan's telling you you're fat. Yeah. And I'll say, 
we need to work on that. What's the truth? Right. Amen. Well, uh, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? She's You're fearfully not, and wonderfully made. Amen. You are not fat. Amen. And, amen. Uh, it's not that simplistic sometimes, and it takes a person getting a grasp on the fact that it's going to be a battle with the enemy. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ will put a shield around us. We can put on the whole armor of God, and God will protect us, and we can resist the devil, and Satan will flee from us. We don't have to be victims because in Christ we are victors. Absolutely. So would you say, I know what your answer is going to be, but I think the audience needs to hear that. Do you think this needs to be a part of regular ministry in every church, a teaching along this line? We teach soul winning. We teach Mm -hmm. discipleship. We teach about prayer, etc., We don't talk about this one very much. You know, this is really interesting. I had pastored for a good number of years before this whole subject came up. I went through hundreds of sermons that I had preached, and lo and behold, every time in the scriptures when the devil came up, I bypassed it. I overlooked it. Yeah. Why did you do that? I didn't believe that he had any power. I didn't want to talk about him. Right. For those of you listening, again, many of you are familiar with Billy Crone. He's been a part. We've been out at his church at our second conference here last November. And my goodness, the works that he is doing and the writings, and he is really hot. Former Satanist, very hot on the devil and what he can do and how he moves into the lives of people. So we're just kind of reiterating a number of things of great men of God around the country that are speaking on this issue. And we have been listening to one of them, and we're going to listen more tomorrow. I pray you'll call a friend, tell them to be listening to Southwest Radio Church Watchman on the Wall tomorrow for Dr. Ken Copley, Part 2, as we talk about the spirit world and things that can happen. You can get Dr. Copley's book, The Great Deceiver, swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. That's The Great Deceiver, my friend. It'll be such a help to you. Dr. Copley, thank you for being here today. It is my privilege. Thank you. We have much more from Dr. Kenneth Copley on our next program. As believers, we are engaged in a huge conflict, battling the devil's lies with God's truth. Whether we realize it or not, we're in the midst of a mighty end-time battle. Warfare is real. The Great Deceiver, Unmasking the Lies of Satan by Ken Copley, is a book that will open eyes to the work of the enemy in today's world. Ken Copley has extensive experience in warfare counseling and, with this book, is here to offer Bible-based help for combating the Great Deceiver. Order The Great Deceiver by Ken Copley today when you call 1-800-652-1144. Order copies for your friends and family. 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. This year, Watchmen on the Wall will celebrate 90 years of proclaiming the good news. Watchmen on the Wall is ready in this new year to debut brand new resources, books, and DVDs that will inform and encourage your faith. We have a full slate of conferences planned from California to Ohio. The speakers and teachers you know and some new voices will be here to keep us informed and inspired. 
And as always, this year we will continue to bring clarity to the chaos and help you make sense of the nonsense that's all around us. And in this new year, please remember that we are here for you. If you have a prayer need, we're ready to pray with you. If you have questions about the end times, we are here through Scripture to give clarity. Reach out today. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit our website, swrc.com. Tomorrow, Ken Copley will continue to help us unmask the lies of Satan. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.